Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. Um, once again, we're speaking to you after a good QPR performance, I think is fair to say, and not a loss, and some points. And this is becoming somewhat of a habit and we're enjoying it immensely. I'm David Fraser. There are four of us around the table tonight. So joined, as usual, by uh, Paul Finney. What a budgie. Good, Good evening, Paul. And we have another first on the podcast. So... A few weeks ago, we had Johnny and Alfie Mack, who were the first father and son on the podcast. And a good podcast as well. And a good so. podcast that was. Tonight, we have the first siblings and the first brother and sister on the podcast. There goes me not mentioning that you're related to each other and, and us just doing the podcast as usual. So, we have Flo Lloyd Hughes... Sl- slowly segueing from semi-regular to regular. Evening, Flo. Hello, hello. Uh, you seem very apprehensive about our <laughs> fourth <laughs> member of the panel, which is Henry Lloyd Hughes. Thank you very much. Um, 50th appearance. No, it's not. It's definitely not your 50th <laughs> No, you're right. It's 100th. 100th. All we need now is Mark Hughes to walk in. Well... Exactly. I was, I was going to get my world's uh, tiniest violin out to start playing some songs for so Mark Hughes, because I don't think he's having a great time of it. I what a surprise. feel really bad for him. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> if only they'd have had some sort of warning. Like three thousand ones on Twitter. That he, that he wasn't a good manager. And he was... Remember that Mark Bowen podcast, David? That was one of the most scariest podcasts I've ever done in my life. We asked about how they did the defending training, do you remember? So that was just before the end of Mark Hughes' reign. If you, I, if remember, you go on the I do archive, remember, I remember can, listening to that one. And Mark Bowen had run out of ideas, mm-hmm. hadn't he? Mm-hmm. We all looked at each other terrified. Were you on that podcast? I, oh, I definitely listened to it. I can't remember uh, whether I was okay. in the room. But I felt like I was there because you did the podcast so well. Um, <laughs> oh, do you know what? He's um, not coming back. And <laughs> I do remember also being quite terrified. Um, but he, what was, was amazing scary, is you got it? him to be honest, though. He was I think, it was more, I think it was more this that was being honest. So, Henry, <laughs> well, welcome back. Thank it's you very much. It's been a couple of years. You're now a father, I understand. It's true. Um, that's, uh, that's accounting for how I've um, aged so horrendously. But um, I like to think it put, puts me up a, a kind of casting bracket. Well, you're an actor, was True. what I was going to in say America, for context. In America, you played a granddad. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you, last time, I think you were about to be in Indian Summers, which did quite well, I think, on Channel 4. Well, that was or... ages ago. Jeez, and, it's been a while. Now, and now you are, what, what's the latest project? Um, I'm doing, um, I'm get, in the festive um, period, uh, I will be on your screens in... Um... Oh, I wanted you to say Panto. Uh, sadly <laughs> not. Sadly, no, uh, but there's always next year. Um, in um, uh, Les Mis, but without the singing. Oh, right. Well, a straight version of it. Yeah, straight. I've it all my life. I mean, say, I mean, straight-ish. I, I am involved. Um, Did you mean an, a, a dialogue version, yeah, a yeah. non-musical yeah, I hear the version? Singing. That's what you meant, right? I've okay. seen the film and I've dragged to the play. I like it. It's oh, a great story. On. I've seen this talked about. This is like an actual proper program. <laughs> well, sorry. Where do sorry. you think I'm no, Ladies sorry, and gentlemen, sorry, that was just sorry, a, a, sorry, sorry. that was a coin dropping. <laughs> sorry, where is it on? Where is it on? 
Fraser thinks the minute I step I said it for away out of this studio, he thinks you're shade. Yeah, he thinks you're shade. He thinks the face of the planet. He thinks you're playing Santa in the John Lewis ad or something. To be fair, good job. It was a good job. Terrible ad. I'm not a fan of that ad. But let's, bit, by the yeah. way, who's a bossy between you two, or is there someone more bossy than both of you? Because I've, I've got a very bossy sister who I love dearly. I want to give you an answer to that question because our beers tonight are bought by Theo Lloyd Hughes. Ah, it's a setup. Now, it's a setup. Is Theo, so is Theo not knowing the inside, your family inside out? Is Theo a brother? Yeah. Or a father, or a something else. He's a brother. He lives in New Orleans. Diehard Rangers fan, and has the international streaming package. And is gutted that he doesn't get to go to the games, but lives vicariously through Andy Sinton's commentary. So it's all good. And this is a podcast good. as well. Yeah, he's a big, big fan of the podcast. Oh, thanks, Liam. And there's Liam. three of you. <laughs> there's just three of you. No, no, no. no, no there's, there's actually a, more as well. There's a bottomless pit. Oh yes, yeah. so, yes. It's yes. like uh, the Greek myth: if you chop one of our heads off, just another one grows in its place. Right. So, so pretty much. <laughs> By the way, you were doing you were doing explaining the Les oh, yeah, Mis. Yeah. So finish that. No, but I'm, I can't believe that. You seem to be the perfect tar- target audience for. Thank you. I've all been all me low for it, man. What, what no, but no. And everyone says. Uh, Okay, so I'm in this show, uh, and I'm, uh, I say, Who are you in it? I am uh, the main guy's dad. <laughs> I'm Marius's dad. Do you okay. know the story? I don't. I assume you've read 700 pages of Victor Hugo's book. Uh, you I, strike me as a I, man I, who I has. only tend to go for books that are 701 pages or more, so no, I haven't Of course, that one. I'm of a similar yes. uh, bent. But, um, the, That's quite a good rule, that. It, it, yeah, it should be. It should be. But anyway, you said, uh, I've, I've always been a fan of Les Mis, but I don't like the songs. So, you know, just... I thought like musicals. It's going to be a buffet. It's so, going to be so, a buffet so for you. This is on... Whereas most people, where I say, I'm in Les Mis, and they go, <laughs> can you hear the bit? And I go, no, sorry. And then they get disappointed. That's brilliant. No, I, I'm, I'm really pleased. What, where's it on? Where, where can we see it? Probably BBC One, I think. Okay. Um, Christ- around some, the festive period? Yeah, some Christmas time. And then um, since then, I've been doing a TV show since July called... Um, Killing Eve, which is yes, uh, big. That's a big one. Uh, That's on the watch list. It's popular in our house. Would you yeah. Adam and Eve it? I uh, yes, yeah. I, w- I would Adam and, Don't Adam and Eve it. We haven't seen it yet, but it's on the list. It's good. It's worth, it's it's worth your time. It's worth, your it's worth. It's worth it. It looks scary. It's good. I haven't finished it, but you're when's when's the you one you're in? Well, you're it. the season two is the one I'm you're doing. Two, so yeah. that's not. I can't be out take credit for any of the success. Next but summer, I can possibly maybe? take credit for ruining it. Not just second that. in series two. Oh, um, okay. As in stopping. I haven't seen it. What would you do if someone's doing? A film about Mark Hughes, for instance, or Harry Redknapp. You know what? No, no. This? Th- look, this, this did happen. He keeps t- getting jobs. Who knows? Well, my, well, the my Jamie Vardy film is still technically up for grabs. Somebody has to do a film about Leicester. They keep talking about it. They will do it. I keep saying it will it's be the nice greatest football story well. ever told. Someone has to do a film. When, with our um, real-life um, grandfather, and you can cut this out. Sebastian Fuchs. This is boring. I'm looking at him. You could play him. Is it a Sebastian Fox? Yeah, yeah, you, you do look like him. him, actually. The Leicester, you could play him in the, the film. The centre-back, yeah. Oh, right. I thought you meant Sebastian Folks, like the, <laughs> no, the guy who no. wrote Birdsong. No. Um, yeah. This so, has gone strangely yeah. off-key. Let me just say one um, really long, boring anecdote that you can cut out. Our real-life grandfather was the production manager on the worst Bond film, right? On Her Majesty's Secret Service, okay? Okay. You know the one with the Aussie bloke? I've never seen a bottom film in my life. Okay, There's, there was one who is the uh, yeah. who's famously not that good. Okay, all right. Cut not his fault though. 
He did his job well. Uh, grandfather Lloyd Hughes. No, 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 not my. Yeah, exactly, not my grandfather's yeah. role. So, so, um, so he's a production <laughs> manager. This guy who's who was Bond, who I'm not saying his name, um, shall remain nameless. Treated him like an absolute um, piece of doo doo, and um, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> trying to get it back to Cuba. It was appalling. It was appalling. You know, yeah. he, he went to great uh, lengths to make him feel welcome. He had to bribe all these people to get him a nice place to stay in this very remote location. And he came to the house and he, um, it, this was the 70s. So there was a, a, like electric yeah. windows, um, you know, electric curtain thing. And he just looked, took one look at the bed and he said, uh, oh, no, I'm not staying here. The bed's not. Lazenby, big. this was. Yes. Yeah. Bed, yes. Bed's too small. Can't fucking it. Right. Anyway, so my granddad for years told me this story. He said, this guy, Lazenby, he was like, a bigger shit I have not met. Right? Fast forward, true story, 50 years, I get sent a script and it's like, we're doing this film. It's about this Australian guy and he's like this up and he's just like this rough, round the edges Australian guy, but he ends up becoming James Bond. And this ah. film takes place like as he's going on this adventure, doing this thing. He's like, I was. They wanted me to do the role of this guy that treated my grandfather like an absolute piece of shit. And I, <laughs> I turned it down. I said, look, I'm sorry. I cannot glorify the, the legend of this guy. And I rang up my grandfather and I said, look, just so you know, this is really weird, but you know this all those stories you yeah. told me. I just got asked to play him in the movie of his life. And he was like, you should have taken the money. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you can cut that story. out. You can cut that out. We, we can't because we don't do editing. <laughs> so think, we'll think, just leave it in I there. I think we've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we talk about QPR? Oh, Go one, on. one other thing. So, so oh, thank you, Theo, for the beers. Um, Anyone and still listening? The Thanks. episode has been sponsored by Paul. What? Shumelovich. Paul Shumelovich, uh, who is the father to Luca and Jack, who are eight and five years old, respectively. Great They're names. F- favourite players are Lumley Freeman and Luongo and they are diehard QPR fans thank, so you thank you Paul thank you Paul my that's, second favourite Paul that, that's yeah, thank you well the first one's Paul Newman probably do you know what yeah. that, that's, um, that's a great name that, that, that is either an actor a singer or a top level footballer's name then boys Shumelovich. Shumelovich. brilliant isn't it I like that really good. should we talk about QPR go on then should we do it just Paul. for old time's sakes Paul um, you were David. at Stoke I was indeed how did you find it? What, Stoke itself or the game? <laughs> the game. Well, Stoke itself, first of all, it's very strange. There's a good weather spoons there. I didn't go that far. We went to the pub and stupidly, my friend Alan, if you listen to Alan, who lives around that way, went, let's go to the way pub, which was a terrace, which was recommended by Clive right. from four years ago. Yeah. And we got bust into like a camp. It was like, it was like going back 40 years, but into the worst trouble zone ever in the world. They were busting you in. And they went through blue light, Why? red lights, Why? and it's blue not, light. And it's not spicy, Stoke, is it? Not, well, it can be. But anyway, but it was just weird going back. It was like going back in time. It reminded me of the old days. I got teary-eyed. You know, all we did was the bricks coming through the windows or Willoway. That besides, um, went to the game. I think we did really well. There's, there's, there was two points in the game that I kind of thought if this was last season, we would have got absolutely caned. And that was when um, Lynch made that mistake. Mm. And then did it five minutes later exactly the same thing. I'm thinking, oh my god, that couple of, that last season year before we'd have got absolutely mullered. And no one like before people were shouting at each other, everyone went into meltdown. People just were patting them on the back and saying, Look, shit happens, come on, we'll get back into the game. And it, you kind of felt there was a different belief in the side. Now, mm. now whether it's been 
designed or they've just fell onto a system or they've... Or there are only a thousand people watching? <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, plus 20,000 Stoke fans who seem very ragey at everything. Mm. They reminded me a lot of when we went down, you know, they've got all the stars, you look at the mm. bench and you think, mm. my God, these players are great. They mm. get on the pitch and it's like, the championship... Too good for this. It's just endless groaning from their from their stands. Pretty much. It's always, oh, like in the, when I watched the highlights, uh-huh. I, I didn't go and I didn't no, no, have the no. live stream. It was just constant. Really, Did they come across. Yeah, in the background <laughs> and the commentator. It wasn't. It wasn't the usual home commentary that they do. Loftus Road was saying, "Oh, the Stoke fans are obviously frustrated." You could just hear it every five minutes. Yeah, but it's not, I don't think it's frustration. I think they generally feel they should be winning all these games and beating everyone. Mm. It's that right to win. Mm. Turn up, Stoke. You've got the guys. They, beat, they were the in the Premier League for ten years or whatever. Yeah, I know, but they? so but they, then, they feel like they're probably going to go. They, they felt like they were probably going to go straight back up. Villa syndrome. I mean, luckily, bless us. You know, we did it all wrongly. We spent loads of money and got crap. Mm. But they've got some good players, there, and you kind of think <laughs> it's just. The championship is such a bizarre league that a mm. team with Stoke's ability should be walking it. Mm. Yeah, they've got some ints as well. He was he created See, quite a, a lot on Saturday, but he didn't actually play that well, which is quite weird. But he can just deliver that last pass that leads to a goal because he got an assist for one of them, I think. Didn't he, he did. Sorry, I think the first not, one. Not Tom. Do you not think as well with him? He's kind of got piggybacked in his dad's name because I've watched him a lot of the teams yes. he's played for. But good at Blackpool, I'll give him that. But ever he was since very good I think everyone moment. everyone expected a bit more from him. He did disappoint, yeah, I think, a little bit. But he was this was, is this is sort of a last chance, I think, for him. And otherwise, he because he's been away to Italy already, so he's sort of come back Italy. here. When yeah, did Tomins go to Italy. He did for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, I, I think it was Inter. Him. Started the five star party. Um, what? No, no, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's, he's making that up. You can tell that he's making things up. His mouth moves. <laughs> no. um, um, what do the, we think about? Sorry. Queen's Park Wrangles. Well, can I come on to that? That's actually yes. my fancy league name. Can, can is it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, is it's, it actually? Yeah, it's my Premier League fancy league name. You were never that far thinking. After, you? was that before? No, ages first? ago. I did it in August. Queen's Park What? Really? You, yeah. you, looked, in, you looked in his book of puns. <laughs> <laughs> From the future. Does that exist? The, the, other, the other good thing about Saturday, which I thought was really, really interesting, is how much Luongo was improved. Yeah. And with Freeman, and then I know Freeman signed their contract today. It's, it's so nice to go to away games again where people are enjoying themselves. You know, I mean, the fans are having a good crack. There's no bad atmosphere. There's no arguing. It's just like the old days. Why do you think Luongo's improved? I thought he was like the best, been the best player for like two years. <laughs> I think not playing the World Cup got to him. And I think that mm. he's seen that as a chance to go forward and get the movie he always wanted. But you can't blame him for it. Look, he's playing the championship. Mm. We love Queen's Park Rangers. He doesn't have to. Mm. It's a bit like that. And you can't blame anyone who you mm. sees the World Cup and says, God, I could go date anywhere in the mm. world, and then doesn't get picked. It must have mm. been frustrating. Then comes back. And I think the whole thing was a bit... But I think whatever's happened with McLaren, and I, I'll put it on record, I got McLaren totally wrong. I thought he was rubbish. But anyone who didn't think he should be sacked after 7-1, you're a brave soul. And there was some. I felt like it was someone on, on, on Twitter and stuff over it, and they were right, and I was wrong. And it's as simple as that. Whatever's happened at QPR, long may it continue, and long may I be wrong about managers. I love it when I'm wrong. It's the best feeling ever because we're doing well. And well, that's I think, all that matters. I, I think taking your theory to its logical conclusion, we were all wrong because there's very few people who would have thought. Yeah. Oh, there's thousands now. Like it's yeah. like when you say who was there? Fox or Mudders? There's like yeah. forty-five thousand. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I it's was like there the Sex Vauxhall. Pistols gig at the Manchester Poly. Apparently, that's famous for that, isn't it? Yes, that's yes, the, right. that's, yeah. that's the yeah. gold standard. 
And then there's you a could have, you could fill the apparently as well. <laughs> Who was ill with the Clash? What did the Clash play? They played some really small. Everyone said they were there. Can I say I was so, at Vauxhall Motors? So was I. I was there. Were I you was there. there. Were you pretending story. you would be there. I, I definitely I went to some very there. niche um, Rangers games, kind of um, back in the day, but but not... none against the car plant. No. I go to Vauxhall Motors. I mean, Are you were there, Henry, or not? Bit the case. Luton, you can't miss it. Luton, Luton away. They got penalties and scored them. We didn't do so well. And they didn't yeah. even have a flag or a badge. They just stood there. So, so let's talk about the lad, Rangel, which apparently is 100% from the man himself, Angel Rangel. Not so Angel it's Rangel. Yeah, it's a okay. J. I mean, where did that come from? Two, 11 goals in 400-odd games. Am I right in thinking the last time... Sorry, do I remember, I remember him scoring at Loftus Road when he played for Swansea... Because okay. it's funny that you should say that he's the name of your child. Because I put him in my fantasy league. Well, I saw, I watched him at Loftus when? Road back in the day, and I thought, "Oh, this he's all right. This guy plays for Swansea. He was just doing. It felt like he one of his few goals. And then I was really disappointed because he never scored again. Well, in the championship uh, Twitter feed on Saturday, they said it was his second and third goal in five years, which is <laughs> not great stats. But both of the goals were pretty decent. That'd be about right then. Quite possibly. Yeah. I mean, they were good goals. You took them well. Second was a myth. Yeah. I mean, that was for the older folks. Sorry, David, I have to go back in the past and mention people that a five year old might not know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, does David think the average age of the podcast listener is five? I think so, which is great. (laughs) Anyway, no, no. I just, wait, I just believe that when you reference old stuff, you have to put context in for listeners. Oh, do you like a flashback may... sound? Well, no, Bling. just like if you refer no, no. to John Byrne and yeah. someone, we have a 22-year-old listener, they might not immediately be able to recall who that was and so there should John be context Byrne, class applied. That think, is all I'm saying. I think you'll find that QPR has been handed down by parents, uncles, aunties, grandfathers, grandmothers, and they will be aware of their history. I think you do the youth. So you could be who right. did Rangel remind you of? Gary Bannister. That was a typical Gary Bannister finish. If those, that I know what you goal, mean, actually. That yeah. was a proper striker's goal. I was like, wow. And I was like, that nah, couldn't have been. I mean, it was like, no, it was. Absolutely brilliant. And you could see the, the determination on his face. Like, I like this scoring lock. I want to dance again. And bang. It was brilliant. And I, I loved the first goal as well because... That cross was just beautiful. It reminded me of a, of, a, of mm. a better time when QPR's mm. history. It's just, oh, it's amazing. I, I have to say, I was massively impressed at how we responded to the disasters of the, their goal. Mm. We came back into the game. Possibly could have won it. Doesn't matter. We're not getting beat all the time. Everything away from home is so much better when we're not getting tanked. I guess that's obvious. Agreed. Right, should we go to our interview then? So we have... He, we do still have him, right? I'm looking at I, you. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, David, if after you... I mean, for those who are over five, <laughs> uh, we've got an interview with an old QPR player. Yes, we do. Do you want to explain to the listeners who are over 32 who he is? We have our left back from the 1990s? And for the Early 1990s. The most illustrious period. Our yes. most illustrious Nin- recent yeah, period, 90 for to sure. 90 to 95. And for younger listeners, that's before they used a stupid word of wingbacks. I mean, this was before football was invented with the uh, emergence of the Premier League in 1992. He played for us before then, but then he did play for us in the Premier League. Oh, so we just give Clive Wilson a ring? Yeah. All right. 
Clive, thank you very much for joining us. Really good to have you on. You've been on a couple of times in the past. Um, yeah, you're you're a big, big hero of a few of ours. Um, the first question is, have you been following uh, QPR? Do you still follow QPR and have you followed us the, this season? Yes, of course, of course. Um, yes, I still look at all the results of the teams I played for. Probably starting with QPR, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I have followed their fortunes this season. And um, I was, I guess, along with a lot of fans, disappointed, very disappointed with the start. Um, and I know there was, there was a little bit of talk about um, the manager losing his job, but I, did, I thought it was a little, bit, a, lot, a little bit premature. And thankfully, he's turned it round and they've gone from strength to strength. I've, I've, I watched the, I came to the Derby game. I watched the Derby game, and I think that that might have been this, this turnaround in their fortunes. I'm not, I'm not really taking any any credit for it. it all goes to the players and Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve McLaren. But um, I'm saying I was there at the start. Did you really think it was premature? Because we've just been talking about... Paul Finney has just said, anybody who didn't think McLaren should go after four games is a liar. So I never you, said that. Are, are you lying, Clive, or did you really think it no, was premature? No, I, I, cause I, I tell you why I said it was it's premature. Because it's, um, over the past... I don't know, I, I can't remember how long, but QPR have had a, a lot of changes of managers and none of, them, none of it has seemed to have... Um, stabilize the club it just seems to be going from like off one shipwreck to another one um and i just felt like steve mccann to change the manager at this this stage of the season after four games um would have would have shown anybody coming in there that that's realistically they've got four or five get half a dozen games at, at best to get it right or you'll be on you'll be on your uh you're on your bike again and i don't think that's good for club one the fans too and and to attract another manager, so I, I honestly did think it was um, it was unfair to to um, take him to even think about sacking him at that stage. But he's um, he's done well and he's turned it round. And I don't think I think that's a distant memory now. For the record, Clive, what I said was I apologise for getting it wrong, but actually enjoy the fact that I was wrong. That's what I said. <laughs> okay, all right. Just okay, before well, Fraser tries fair. to get me lynched by <laughs> Mr. McLaren or anyone else, the, the, the thing is, Clive, it's it's kind of one of them weird things, isn't it? Does sometimes something happen in the game that can change the season? Do you think? Because it it, it we just seem to change so quickly, so fast that. It's, or does something sometimes click and trade, and you think, "Oh my God, that's it." What What is it? I don't think I don't I don't quite think it, it happens. I don't think it happens in training. I think it obviously happens in in a game, and you you probably win it. You probably win a game that you you weren't expected to win, and you start you start believing. Well, we're probably not as we're not as bad as we as people are making us out to be, and you you tend to gain gain a little bit gain confidence from that, and one win. Leads to two, two leads to three. Maybe you get a draw, and confidence. And, and you know the adage is winning, winning breeds confidence, and it does in the same way. Losing, losing loses confidence. So I think it's 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 a it's games that you maybe you take on and you think, oh yeah, maybe that we we should have lost that. Oh, um, earlier on in the season we would have lost that game, and then it's just like a catalyst to, to kick on. And that I, th- I don't know if it was the derby game that starts the run. I'm just just using that. I just think that there was a game where they thought, "Oh yeah, we're not so bad," and that's and that's where they've gone. And also, the manager has um, been trying different systems, and one system he gets to people work, people work well in it, and he just tinkers with that a little bit. And it's about finding a system to suit the players rather than players that suit the system. 
or eat or well, just yeah, players that suit the system depending on what players he's got. So I think Steve McLaren's probably got he's probably got it uh, close to what he wants now. Maybe maybe tinkers a little bit with it between now now and then. But I think he's, he's generally got um, the players playing the way and how he wants them to play. Uh, now, Clive, you were a fullback who I think played relatively late in comparison to other players. As in, I think you were well into your mid thirties when you finally packed up playing. Have you yeah. seen this thirty-five, thirty-six-year-old fullback that we've got, Rangel? Have you, what, what do you make of his, these performances that he's putting in for us? But I, I think first and foremost, he's he's been. Um, a really good steady influence for the, the younger players back there. I know they're not all young, but um, I think he's, he's been very, very um, influential in, in the, probably in the turnaround because he's, he's, he's given them a little bit of organisation, a little bit of st- stability. But I think yeah, culminating in his, his two goals on Saturday, which I think um, he hasn't scored since 2013, which I think, uh, I don't know how he's managed to get up in, in the box that that far for two a header and a, and a shot, but yeah, I think he's he's been. Um, I won't say I can't really say a find of the season, but he's been a find for QPR, um, and he's a long mate continue. Mm. And give a quick word on your your old teammate Les. He's always a source of discussion amongst QPR fans for for the role he's doing. It looked like he was approached. Well, he was approached by the FA. He, he confirmed yeah. last week. For a role with them, what what do you think about the job that he's been doing? I, 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 well, the job the job he's doing is probably it's probably a harder job than he, he uh, envisaged when he took it on. Like like any other job, it's never it's never what it says on never what the job description is. Um, but I, th- I, th- I really do think he's he's enjoying it. He's finding the, he's finding it a challenge, no doubt, because he's having to deal with probably uh, the purse things being being pulled a little off, not pulled pulled shot at the moment. Um, and the fact is, they're gonna have to, they have to look at getting loans, no, no, no big money buys like they did initially. And I think, I, I think, him going, him, the talk about England is it's a bit like being a manager. Well, maybe not these days. Um, the pinnacle is to is to um, do the job for your country. And I think I'm sure, like any other any other ambitious person, if the if the country comes calling, you you've got to you've got to listen. I don't know what the the outcome. I don't know what the outcome will be, but I'm sure. Sure, he's, he's spoken. He's spoken to them, and they'll decide if he's uh, if he's fit for the job. If he wants the job. Fair point. Clive, I was wondering. I was um, wasn't really alive for a lot of your career, <laughs> and I think there's an 80s and 90s nostalgia that definitely gets banded around. And I was wondering if you could actually sort of explain what was football actually like. What was it like being a footballer in those days, and was it actually that great because I think people look back on it with really rose-tinted glasses and because obviously now we're living in a time where footballers wages are reaching kind of madness levels so what was it like being a footballer back then you know you know I, I don't think fundamentally football it's changed right I think the one thing I always say is that these will be the good old days as bad as we think these days are these will be the good old play good old days for these players um and I think it's very difficult to compare um Eras called different eras because um, the different today we were, we we were playing on pitches that what weren't as flat as they are today they were they were churned some of them were churned up so it was a little bit different but it, fundamentally it wasn't different still uh, it was still eleven v eleven it was but different systems I think sports science and 
um, and nutrition has, has played a big part in, in football, in the development of football, and in particular since the Premier League was founded. I think that's been the start of football, I won't say coming out of the dark ages, but football evolving. Um, and I think, I don't, I don't really, as I say, I don't really think it, it's changed that much, but um, I have to, I always equate it to, football, to, to music. So there are times when music, music shapes your life, and there's a time when football shapes your life, and you always think that's the best time. Yeah, yeah. I like that. By the way, Clive, sorry, David. When I, going back a little bit, though, when I was a kid, one of my non-QPR heroes was Laurie Cuddenham, obviously. Okay, and yeah. I, th- I think they did a film about him. And there's a lot of talk these days about, sorry to bring it up, but what it was like for black players in them days and, and the abuse and everything else. Yeah. And people are saying, oh, you know, it wasn't that bad. I personally think it was that bad because I went to games in them days what was it like being a, a, an up-and-coming young lad from Manchester um, in them days with racial overtones being slung at you all the time yeah um, I, I guess it, yes of course it, it's changed and I, and I have to go back to thinking um, football all football does was um, was was equate to what uh, life what life was Race, you can't eradicate racism. It's got better over. The, it's got much, much better over the year, particularly in football. But society, society, society. You can't stop people being racist. So mm. let me talk about um, being a footballer back then. It, it was. It was. There was difficult times, but it wasn't difficult times in in the playing of it. It was. It was when you had, you went to other grounds. You went to other grounds and and you heard the monkey chants. And I, I remember playing at Derby one year. Going to take a corner and got hit hit by some bananas, Jesus. and I was thinking, God, is this is this what is this what football is about? But I don't know. Again, I don't know if this is is, is it character building or do you just it, was it just an acceptance of a sign at, at the times that we were living in? Um, I guess I guess a bit of both, but it but it doesn't it spurred you on to think. Well, if they spurred me on anyway, to think if that's what they want to do, the only way I can prove we can prove them otherwise. Is to, is to beat their team and then they'll go home, they'll go home even more angry. Oh, so sad to hear, mate. I'm sorry to hear that. That's, that's awful. But one other thing I will ask you, turn it on the, the flip side. Mm. I remember you scoring at Anfield. I mean, you, you probably don't remember these things, Clive, because it was a run-of-the-mill thing. Everyone goes to Anfield and scores goals. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't score that many, so I do remember most of them, right? But the, the one that sticks in my mind was a penalty against Millwall. I don't know why. Mm. I, I, it was really, last minute, wasn't it? Because someone mentioned that on the podcast. We did a thing, Clive, to fill you in. We did a thing last week in the podcast of favourite goals. And that got mentioned a lot. Okay. A, not as a favourite goal, but one that kind of like, wow. Well, it was FA Cup. It was yeah. last minute. I was there. You were there. We, everyone yeah. was there. What was that? Do you remember 500, that? 500,000 people were there. Yeah. Do you remember that yeah. one, Clive? What? The Sex Pistols I, yeah, played. I, do. I, do remember, I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember it was the last, last kick of the game. There's a, I don't know if it was a throwing or cross goes in. And a uh, hand goes up. And the referee blows, and I think, and I'm thinking to myself, can I say this on the popcorn? Shit, I've got to take this. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I remember walking up thinking, worst case scenario, I thought, if I miss, we've got a replay. Mm-hmm. Worst case, right? Um, I remember Simon Barker standing to my, stood to my left, and he came up to me and he said, where are you going to put it? And I said, I'm going to put it to the keeper's right. So he goes and stands on my left hand side in case the keeper saves it. He can come out. And just as I go up to take it, I just see it was Casey Keller was in goal. Um, and just I, I see him move slightly to his left. So I pulled it, I pulled it to the right. 
And he went, I thought he was going to put it left. Went it's in the back of the net, isn't it? And that, <laughs> that, we just ran off. <laughs> so, so I do remember it. And I do remember thinking, oh, it's a bit of a relief because we don't then have to go to the den for a replay. That was a great night. I was, I was drunk after that match. And, that, and that's the thing. Because it, just, I know we're going to finish it in a second, David. One thing that really annoys me, Clive, I don't know you, is how underrated that Queen's Park Rangers side was back in the day. We were pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. We was, we was, I guess we would have been, I'm not trying to quit the two, but we, we was a modern day uh, uh, less than although we didn't we didn't reach the dizzy heights of, of winning it, but mm-hmm. we was we was punching well above our weight against the big boys, mm-hmm. so called big boys. Because I think for a couple of seasons we finished as the top London club. Yep. Yeah, and I I remember um, we, we the first one season we finished we finished fifth, and that would have taken us into Europe at that at that stage had we not been banned. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that would have that would have been the icing on the cake. I think what what people look at is it was a it was a small club, so called small club, but but hitting uh, it with hitting it with the big the big boys, so to speak. So we was we was playing in front was in front of Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, um, what was in there? That's like, oh, all the well, all the London clubs. So and don't forget Liverpool the, away. Eh? Don't forget Liverpool away. You scored in that one just. Oh you. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I was talking about the London clubs just then. Yeah, Liverpool away. I, I can't forget that one. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a good side, and it was a, a side that I guess didn't didn't indulge even by today's standards, by those standards, didn't cost a lot of money. No, you're right. Yeah, it didn't cost mm. a lot of money. It was put together from um, a few people who hadn't made it out of the clubs, um, and probably had points to prove. And a few younger players like Dan Peacock came in um, from lower leagues, and yeah, it was a it was a good team we had, and gelled gelled really well. And Don Hyer had a lot of credit to that team, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I think Joe, Joe Francis takes the biggest credit. Mm, that's what. Yeah, I wanted to in, ask you. He came in the. He came in the ninety-two, ninety-three season. I might get it wrong. Nineteen ninety-one, ninety. Maybe ninety-one, ninety-two. I think he comes in that season, and he kind of changed the way we we played. Because mm. um, you, uh, you, you, um, Clive, you went on to um, follow. Uh, Jerry took you to Tottenham. Am, am I right yes. in thinking that? What yeah. when you have a relationship um, like that with a uh, someone who's managing a club? Mm. What what is it about that bond that you specifically had that um, you're obsessive bond? Well, I know. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> um, I I'm curious as to how how you kind of get that. I don't know. Where, where, what, what does that do between? How do, how do you how do you how do you kind of cook that up between? Well, does you, it, you, it, you is don't. it on the training pitch or is it? Yes, where, where, yes. where do you start to feel that relate? Where you say, "Oh look, I really feel like this guy understands me. I really feel like you know he's making me a better player." How did how did it work between you two? Right, I, for, for me personally, I, um, when Jerry got to the club, I I wasn't a regu- I wasn't a regular, um, and. Um, I I, we was playing pre-season in I, I, I got us I think it was Wickham anyway and I came on I came on half I don't know half time and I played it was a pre-season game I, I played well and from that day he put me in the side I, I was in the side and and I kind of never looked back but Joe, over the course of time what he made he made me start to think about football right because previously I'd played 
you kind of play it off the cuff um, without any real structure to your to my game. So I did. I would just play where I played, and it would be it would be just um, I just follow. I just do it instinctively. Now I was I was more thinking about where the, where the ball is, where I had to do. It made me a better player. And gave me a better understanding of football. I used to think, oh, football is easy. You just got eleven players, and after they go and play. But he gave you gave me some structure to where I need to be, what I need to do, what my role in the team was. And and I guess I re, my performances repaid his faith in me. Um, and alongside that, you you are, if in order to achieve anything, I think you need you need luck. You need, of course, you need you need ability. You need luck. You also need to uh, have a manager that likes you, and and if he likes you, someone to believe in you. Someone so, to believe in you. Did it? Did it? My yeah, biggest. To... Sorry, Clive. Did it? My biggest regret was in them days that you didn't have any Northern Irish blood in you because how the hell you didn't get more England caps I will never know but I wish to God you were Northern Irish Stuart Pearce and Graham Rousseau would be the yeah, better I think, player I think I had, an, I had an Irish second without class without qualifying oh 100% <laughs> I, I, I get you I, in definitely. I would have had a wee yeah. word with Billy Bingham mate don't you worry about that now you it, 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 it was sad that you didn't get more caps because I, I absolutely no question about it in, in the 90s finest left back um, I'm biased I don't care um, I've seen yeah, them no, all play fine, that's fine no no you, 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 you're a very modest man Clyde but you were a hell of a player mate really were a hell of a player thank you very much for that yeah but I mean it's, it's, it's fine for other people to sing your praises I don't think it's right for me to sing my own praises uh, sing my own praises as I say it's nice it's nice when other people do it you wouldn't have missed a World Cup penalty. I know you wouldn't have done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't know about that. As long as Simon yeah. Barker was there. Sorry. As long as Simon Barker was there, you'd be grand. Yeah, yeah. Simon Barker was stood by my side. Yeah, I, I would have made sure I scored. No worries, big man. Thank you, Clive. You've been brilliant, mate. Thanks Always for coming. Always good on. to hear from you. You're very welcome. Come, very come well, in sometime times. soon, fellow. We're, when we're in November now, so we can we can wish you a good Christmas and New Year. All right, thank you. Take care. All right, Take care. Yeah. Cheers. Right, Cheers. Lovely to speak to you. And you, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers, bye. Bye-bye. Uh, he's brilliant, like, isn't he? He's just the most humblest. Good. I think we had him on a couple of years ago. Right? Oh, he's, so he, we had him he, on when he comes in, like, I remember, like, going to meet him and walking down the road, like, going, Jesus wept, I am walking down the road with Clive Wilson. And um, just being totally... My, my, my younger self was doing cartwheels inside my head, and he was just, like, going... I had a terrible day at school today. This and the other. I just, <laughs> I just can't imagine modern players having to go and be a teacher of whatever he. Maybe is it should be compulsory that all modern um, Premier League players do six months in the life of a '90s footballer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like one. national service. Do you know what? As well, he was, he was, he always came across as being um, very humble as well when he played. I, I, and I, I generally mean it. I do think he should have got more England caps. I'm Bardsley. Well, he didn't get any England caps. So no. he should have. Yeah, he should have got more I than zero. I think yeah. he played for the B side, but I could be massively yeah. wrong. But I thought he got. I mean, I, I know you say he was he was better than what they had, which is which is a subjective thing. I think. Well, I if he'd have played for a bigger club but earlier, he was up against Stuart Pearce, Graham Lasso, Tony Dorigo, who were cemented. You know, they were cemented mate, picks mate, in that squad. David Colton Palmer was up against Matthew Letizier. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> True. Uh, Letiz's right. uh, penalty conversion rate is the best in the history of football. Hey, he Something didn't get like more in the caps. I'll never know. But not my problem. <laughs> Lack of ambition. 
not leaving Southampton. But uh, that's please a different don't talk podcast. about Southampton's a great place. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> can you blame right. me? Right, we're at forty minutes already, Blimey. and you, really? you, oh, looks, looks we know about that was we, my bond. We, we know about your extended uh, R's ends. They are longer than Henry's Bond anecdotes. So, uh, do you know what? Um, have you got any more Bond anecdotes? Yeah, I, I have actually. More. No, don't. Please don't. Uh, I'd like to use this podcast to announce that I'm the new James Bond. <laughs> there you go. Uh, who, who do you reckon will be the next James Bond? Henry. Well, congratulations, right, you sat next to him. Uh, Floyd. Why did I call you Floyd? That's Flo. a Twitter handle. That's Flo. a Twitter handle. Is that is my Twitter handle. Actually. I Flo. think it should be the guy Stop who plays... Stop talking. Shut up. I think it should be the guy that plays Lufo. I think he's brilliant. No. His name escapes me. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Flo. He's fine. He's, he's QPR. No. We're talking about QPR. QPR. I don't know what's John James Bond QPR. Two things I want to talk about before the R's end. One is Luke Freeman has re-signed or signed an extension today. Yeah. How do we feel about that? Well, I know how we probably feel, but... I saw your little Twitter back and forth with David McIntyre today uh, because oh. there was some chat well, that about... That was about Rangel, but I also did comment on this Wasn't contract. Wasn't there something about the contract? Oh, no, that was with someone else. Which Phil, was was actually, Phil Spencer, is it? Yeah, Phil yeah. Spencer. Actually, this is a year extension. Yeah. He's now on till the summer of 2020. 2020? Yeah. Or 2021. 2021. Yeah. Which is a one-year extension, which yeah. to me means they're going to have to renegotiate it in the summer ish anyway so for me the idea is is that we sell him in the summer but we now get money for it instead of him going and he for gets a, a pay rise between yeah. now and then because everyone knows that he's dying to leave so this is just sort of to ensure that we, he doesn't leave for free but we get something but, out of it and we're happy that it's as transparent as that this is not him committing his long-term future to the club is it yeah i mean i don't mind but then it's just a bit annoying when uh, on the twitter and instagram feed they've got quotes from luke freeman or They've dressed up these quotes saying, yeah, QPR feels like home. I love the fans. I really want to stay here. And I'm like, obviously you don't because you, everyone knows you've, you've spoken about. Yeah, you signed for more than one more yeah, year. Yeah. One, one more year and it's o- openly known that you're potentially exploring other options or your agent is anyway. So it's just, I find it the well, whole process being sensible a bit. That's a te- that's oh, yeah, a te- it's sensible. It's sensible to do that because we don't want him to walk away for free. I mean, that would be ridiculous. Mm. But I think the template, and I, I, I do like the QPR media team. I haven't got any issues with them. But I think that the template is that we love the fans. Yeah, that just comes... Just, yeah, it's, it's a pre-loaded exactly. thing that just it, comes it, out. It comes out of a machine. You just type in Luke Freeman contract extension and it does it for <laughs> How you. How dare you disparage the public relations profession in this way, but I think just this assumption. That, you're yeah, right. Sorry, it's, it's sensible business. Yeah. <laughs> We're playing sensibly away from home. You know, things are being managed in a... This is not the club that I recognise. <laughs> what the heck is going on? And I don't blame him either. He's an ambitious guy and he wants to, you know, up his career. I really don't blame but, him. And all the other players are welcome to do the same. I'm really not totally that bothered. Agree. So I don't, I'm not holding it out to him. I just find the whole process a bit nauseating. The whole sort of pretense of, oh, I love these guys. And then six months later, it's like, oh, I'm off to play for Stoke. See ya. Because yeah. I can't imagine like playing for Stoke, actually. If he's really not. But the thing is, yes. it, it depends on how they do it. Look, listen, he, you know, whether he had talks at Middlesbrough, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, it's nice to see people wanting to play for us again. But what's more important is, I want players to come here if they want to use it as a stepping stone mm. to greater things, mm. that means we get the best of them. Mm. Better than coming at the other end of the career and they're using us for a pay packet and to sit in the sick room all day long. I'd rather have this. Basingwe. Fair point. <laughs> Basingwe. Yeah. Rather than getting basinguid. Yes. I suppose. <laughs> Royally basinguid. You've got to realise if you're a footballer in the championship, of course you're going to want to go higher. You'd be insane to, to not want to. Well, you could argue that, argue that Rangel's at the end of his career. 
Oh, sorry, or the back third of his career. I don't know yeah, how people, actually, long people live like these days. Yeah, but I'm going back to a time which we know too well, Henry. Um, he's no, know, def- he's definitely, if he'd have been in that side and maybe he wouldn't have been like that, maybe he's different yeah. attitude. As, like, let's call it what it is. Twats like Basingua and so on. That's who I'm talking about. Yeah, Absolute you're saying better better that a player wants to use us as a stepping stone to a better club and still than uses us for a payday. But yeah. still a living. Want, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, surely it helps that there's no money left. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a good way of weeding out no, the gold diggers. There's, there's always no money in football. Left. There's, there's always money in football. There'll always be money in football. As long as there's the agents of football, there'll be money. I'm in the wrong game. Um, you certainly are. Ours end. Mr. Bond. Ours end. So the, 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 the back third of the podcast, as I like to call it, joking for Neil, the engineer, back sixth of the podcast, really. Yeah. Um, You're not helping yourself, mate. That's fine. We're, okay. we're doing all right here. Have you, you've started on your R's end already, have you? And then we're just going to turn your microphone on for the last third of that, I think. Um, right. I'll, I'll, I'll just do a very quick R's end for me, which for is you. little fact for you. We play Rotherham tomorrow. Steve, who are managed by Paul Warren. Shane Warne's dad. Shane Warne's dad. No, Paul Warne. Steve McLaren has won his last eight games against managers called Paul. <laughs> Including three this year. Do you know who the three are this year? Oh. No. Okay. Yeah, I could do it, but I just need a bit of time. Uh, Wigan, Reading and Ipswich. So that would be uh, Cook... Um, Cle- I don't have these written down. Clement, Clement and, and whoever manages Ipswich. Yeah. Lambert. No. Well, Paul Lambert. No, it's yeah. not Paul Lambert. No, it wasn't Switch. when we played it, it was a guy from Shrewsbury. Yeah, it was someone else because Paul Lambert's now the manager. Yeah. So yeah. He was obviously, they've obviously got a con- condition in your Was it Paul Hart? No. God, no. no. He's, he's been bad enough to employ it's him. It's just a man called Paul. Oh. It's a man he doesn't Paul. actually have a surname. I he's just it's Paul. Paul like, a Brazi- like a Brazilian Paul. Paul Finney. This, I, this I, is I the believe. best podcast I've um, ever been on. I'm coming back for this. Um, yeah, so. Did we get more really good facts so they can ring him and sleep? I don't. Why don't you do your RZN now? And then no, we'll let I'll, our I'll guests... Do, I'll do mine's later. Go on, go on, go on, go on. No, my, my, mine's pretty quick, straightforward, and uneasily on That's people. not true, but go on. It is! Yeah, okay. I just want to say that I think it was amazing on Saturday to see everyone enjoying themselves at away games. It's what makes Queen's Park Rangers is our camaraderie, the bond we have. Bond. Yeah. And it was nice to see... Fantastic f- reference to Bond and <laughs> yeah. Henry's story in that interview with Clive Indeed. Wilson, by the way. Oh, thank you. And, uh, Clive Wilson hasn't got a clue what we're on about, but no, I thank no. him for, for not actually... <laughs> yeah. But when he listens, he's really going to get a little something extra <laughs> yeah. if he gets past that segment. Um, and I, th- I think the, um, the thing is, it's good to crack again at QPR. And you know what? That's what dreams are made of. That's what, you know... So to talk of playoffs, so to talk of Premier League, you can stick it up your hole. Um, just saying Rangers fans at away games with smiles on their faces. And thank you for Paul and Jared for coming to me and asking about my mum, which so many people did on Saturday. It was really kind of you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's, um, it's, 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 um, it's been a shit week, but thank you very, very much. It'll hopefully get better during this week. But yeah, and um, seeing a defender score from a header, you don't Ooh. get days like that very often. Very That's it. Uh, Henry, I haven't got anything else to add. Henri. Yeah. Henri Lloyd Hughes. Your Oz end, please. I don't really have anything. Okay, good. <laughs> I d- also don't believe I that. I thought you might have oh, seven. Other than, you know, come on your ass. I, uh, I just, I, I don't, I don't recognise the club um, at, at the moment, but in the nicest possible way. A bit like Paul Finney said, I, I, I love to be wrong. I was um, head of the um, kind of anti-McLaren cheerleading squad um, in my 
shortest skirt with my frilliest pom-poms. Um, and uh, I, yourself I, think about that. I must have got it all wrong. I thought he was dead in the water. Absolute non-starter. But um, I don't know. He must... It, Part of it must be his ability to beat managers whose name's Paul. But since those first four games... I like that. Since those first four games, we have more points than everyone apart from Norwich in the division. Yeah, Norwich are a surprise package. Really did not see that happening, but they're doing really well. Let's be having you. Um, did he, back in the cage. Did, nice. Uh, the very many ways, the canary in the championship cold mine. Um, uh, uh, do you oh, mean, I don't really understand <laughs> the analogy, but the fact that you've managed to squeeze it in is quite impressive. That was excellent, I think. <laughs> excellent? No. Um, okay. Please stop. Um, is that the end of your Arsene? I don't know. By the way, can I ask Henry a question while you're here? Who's the most famous QPR fan you've met in your trade? Well, I mean, Ian Morris, in between us, uh, podcast sponsor of our exactly. podcast. Exactly. You know, yeah. he's... Um, Hello, Ian's dad. He's a uh, lovely fellow. So the creator of the in-between is Ian yeah. Morris. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, saying yeah. he's a man of, 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 of stature, of, 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 um, of style, panache. Have you ever met Phil Collins? And Phil Collins is a Rangers fan, isn't he? Don't no, he's Tottenham. I feel like Robert Smith anymore? of The Cure. How can you just Robert Smith of The Cure. He turned, he turned up with I read t- his autobiography, Not Dead Yet, and he's not a Rangers Who? fan. Who? Robert Smith? No. Phil Collins. Phil, Mr. No, Philip Phil Collins. Collins was a QPR fan, but for some reason he became a lifelong Spurs fan when they got to the, the 1990 Cup final, really? I believe. Yeah, no, so no. He, that was a while but, ago. But seriously. It's, 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 <laughs> uh, but the, the other one was David Kidd Jensen, <laughs> who decided to stop being a QPR fan when we got the plastic pitch because he didn't like it and went to Crystal Palace. Went to Crystal there Palace. you go. Who but, are so these you, snakes? So who's, oh apart from being Morris, is there any other who actors? I've, who I've Yeah, met. come across his ranges. Robert Smith is a good show, by the way. He's proper QPR, as is Pete Doherty. That's what I mean. I mean, you know, that's pretty big, but I'm, they're not my... I, I mean, contrary to what you might believe, I don't actually know many um, famous people. That's I mean, good. other than my sister, of course. Who do, just, just, okay. just before we go to Flo, in the actor Fraternity. industry, yeah. who do they all tend to support? What's the most popular team that is supported by actors? <sighs> Arsenal. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's, yeah like Kaluuya, Kaluuya, Kaluuya's a big gooner. I just, I would just say it's a London creatives team is Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. anyone in the media yeah. industry is that because yeah. in London the, when, when people were doing like the look up football teams, I must support the football team to be like the normal people. It's like oh, this, that sort of area. Like, yeah, North, North, is North London, North yeah. London, very reassuringly expensive. Have you, yeah. have you noticed like there. with Nigel Kennedy, the Royal Family, anything else? It's either Arsenal or Aston Villa. I don't think they get past there. Yeah, because. David Cameron was an Aston Villa fan. Yeah. Who Prince thought it was waste William. time? Yeah, all the royals. Flo, yeah. please end this podcast. Well, no, we've got please. the predictions for tomorrow night. All, right. right. um, all, right. all right, all right. Mine's a combination of Henry's and Paul's, and it is about is the James Bond? surprising uh, <laughs> feel-good do you, factor. Just before, do you have yeah. a story about your grandfather? And George <laughs> please Lazenby don't. Please don't. No, I don't, thank you. Oh, right. podcast okay, see good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it it's flow. it's a it's a funny thing actually because for the first time in a really long time I'm actually being um, sort of enticed into potentially going to away games, which 
is a mad idea because a, for forest. the last three, four years, that's been a complete waste Come of time and money. So You've been to a lot of away games, though. Not for a while. I went to one away game last year. So Come to Forest The Flo. times, they are changing, and away games are now cool again. So that means a lot. That means a lot. <laughs> are you going to come to Florist? 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 Come to Florist. Uh, and that was point one and point two? That was it. Oh, you said two points. <laughs> you did, no, actually. I said it was a combination of the two. Oh, Sorry, okay. that was misleading. Uh, it was just one. Double, you know when you like to speak about it, it's famous. It's Paul, QPR fans. you are already getting um, yourself... Don't know any famous QPR fans. Really? No. Okay. Not that we haven't already spoken about. You, you're, you're already getting yourself too excited about Forest Away. Don't do it. No, no. Don't the the do reason it. being, David, I don't know if... I'm going to blow it out of the water now and just said We are going to do... A special. No, 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 no. Every time you are convinced that we're going to win something, we never end up doing we it, did so it. Don't say. Dear it. listener, dear listener, we are going to do a special on the trains for us, and we're going to talk to QPR fans in case it is that time. We are going to do. What are you going to do on the way up or the way back? Way up, way back, way in the middle. <laughs> don't care. We're going for it because I have a feeling that this season may not be going up. Won't be going down for sure. But it could be the season we go to Forest and win. Get your tickets. Queue up and get them. So and you, want to, we, you want to do a special uh, episode on us finishing 14th? I don't care. As we <laughs> win at Forest, can you imagine how... Do you Commemorative know Forest win special. Do, do you know what, though? How many people's lives will be changed when we actually win at the city ground? You've got to see how serious this situation is, guys. People have been born and moved on and we still haven't won there. This is life-changing. So we're going to do a podcast of the train. Only if we win it. If we don't, you'll never hear Delete this podcast. <laughs> no, the, Delete the files. Yeah, if if um, we don't win, it'll just be the same as always. Paul, how do you think we'll get on against Rotherham and Hull? I think Rotherham will get a draw, and I think Hull, we will actually hammer. And w- I just forgot Hull how, were in the same league as us. you know, just how re-pronounce the team that we're playing tomorrow night? Near Sheffield? No. Well, what did you call them? I think you've called them Rotherham. something. You said Rotherham. You said Rotherham. Yeah. That's Rotherhide. Anyway, okay. I'm a dyslexic. This place mind games me. Here we go. Rother- it's Rotherham, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for, I obviously you thought thought I was somewhere else and was thinking of food, and I'm. I do apologise. I'll go four points. I think they're both struggling, so they will both put up a fight. No, they're not. Rotherham played really well against Sheffield United on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, they did. I watched that game. They're really yeah. unlucky. Manning to... played well as well. Yeah, he definitely came on. And so... he can't play against us, which is they reassuring. True, didn't they? Which is unusual yeah. for QPR because yeah, normally we'd forget that uh, sort of thing. I yeah. think one tomorrow, three on Saturday. Henry. Don't agree with me, David. It's weird. I think we're going to win both times. Oh, I points. like this, man. And Flo. Win win. Win win. Sounds good. Uh, I, do you know what? I love doing podcasts. He says, for years we had to struggle and come in. Oh my God, it's the same again. How are we going to do this? And people come in and say, your podcast is so miserable. We just lost 7-1. What do you expect, Bells? So, I'm loving that. We're just going to fade out the podcast. We've re-engineered ourselves. We're just going to fade it out. Championship specialist. I wonder if this is what it's like to support the big club. Paul, talk us out. Literally do the outro to the podcast do you know what? now. I was, I was sitting in the train on the Saturday going up with Cindy. And um, we got there and everything else. It's a Bond anecdote. No, 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 it's not. How many Man United fans got on the train at Euston to go? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not remembering my youth too well, but it's actually scandalous how many Man United fans yeah, travel from a, London to Manchester. Yeah, it's a Man famous U. thing, amount of... Like, but it's got worse. It's definitely got London worse. Manchester. It's definitely got worse. The whole train was just full of like Man U fans who are like, weird, just 
don't talk to each other, don't talk about football. They could win, they could lose. We just spent the whole journey saying we thought Meridio was a brilliant manager and he should stay as long as possible. And the looks we were getting was horrendously funny.